Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we're going to read a short passage of scripture from John chapter 7. And this passage relates to what Jesus and the Holy Spirit have come to do in your life and mine. I'll read, we'll pray, then we're just going to sit with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit which believers in him were to receive. For as of yet, there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray for my friends and and for my own heart. I ask God that you would give us the grace today to hear the word of the Lord, to think about Jesus and the Holy Spirit in a way that would actually move the needle when it comes to the way we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So Jesus, on the great day, it says, the last day of the festival, stands up and he says these words. And so it's important for us to know a little bit about where this text comes from so that we can actually sit and respond and pray and ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do in us. This was the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Feast of Tabernacles was a uh, is a Jewish feast where the Jews would thank God for crops, rainfall. Uh, they would thank him for his provision and so water factored in a great deal to this, um, to this feast. Uh, every day, um, a pitcher would be filled from the pool of Siloam in Jerusalem and carried by the high priest back to the temple, and he would pour it out, circling the altar. Um, they would recite scripture. Uh, this was uh, the week that Jesus would have been in Jerusalem. This would have been a, a celebration, um, a prayer for God's provision in the form of rain and water. And the reason for that is that when you live in the desert, water is life. Um, when you're in a dry place, you think and you crave and you need water. And so in many respects, I think Jesus's words here spoken um, in a desert climate about water and then likening that to the Holy Spirit is really a message for you and me to say, look at your life and the dry places in your life where you feel like you are under threat and ask for the life of God and the work of the Holy Spirit to abound. And so when Jesus utters the words, let anyone who is thirsty come and let the one who believes in me drink, he's quoting Isaiah 55 loosely, where the prophet says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come and buy, come and eat, come and buy wine and milk, money without um, wine and milk, without money and without price. Jesus is effectively saying, I have what you need. And I think that as we sit here, or whatever it is you're doing today, walking, riding in your car, what Jesus wants to say to you and me is look at the places in your life that feel dry. I have what you need. And so I think there is really an opportunity here for us to think about where we feel dryness. Maybe you feel dry in your devotional life. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you are in a really dry season in your marriage, with your kids, with your friends, at work. Maybe you've lost your mojo, your energy for your vocation. 
Jesus would say, where you feel dry, come to me. I have what you need. The scholar N.T. Wright points out that Jesus, when he was saying these words, was probably thinking of Ezekiel 47. And in that passage in the prophet Ezekiel, a river of water begins from under the threshold of the temple and runs out from there, and it flows all the way down to the Dead Sea, a sea that's so salty nothing lives in it, and it makes the Dead Sea fresh so that fish and wildlife can live in the sea. And I want you to think about this. If that's what Jesus had in mind, and I think he probably did in part have that in mind when he said these words uh, on that fateful day, what he was basically saying is the Holy Spirit and Jesus are saying they can turn dead things into lively things. They can turn salty things into fresh things. And I think we could all use some of that right now. So I would just ask you, in response to this passage, are there places in your life that feel dead, places that feel so salty that nothing lives? Where do you need God's transforming work? Where do you need to be renewed at your center? See, that's what we're doing. Uh, it's what we're making space for, even in this podcast. It's, it's to make regular and continual space to ask the question, where do I need God's renewing work? Where do I need to experience God's renewal in my own heart? What Jesus is saying here is I can do for you what nothing else and no one else can do. The Holy Spirit wants to come and create a sense of gushing life inside you. And so you have to start, I have to start by asking myself the question, where do I not and where am I not experiencing the gushing life of God? Now, I don't want to be naive. I don't want to oversimplify this. To come to Jesus and ask him to give to us what we would be tempted to look elsewhere to receive, um, it's scary. Uh, to put all your eggs in the basket of God and say, I'm going to come to you for satisfaction and not look to politicians to satisfy me, not look to sports teams to satisfy me, not look to food and drink to satisfy me, that's a scary proposition. Because when you go all in with God, when you move toward him and not toward other things, you're actually making real choices with your life. I want to read to you um, a little passage from a C.S. Lewis book, um, actually one of the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, this is actually from C.S. Lewis's book called The Silver Chair. And when I was thinking about Jesus saying, come to me and drink, my mind immediately went to this encounter that a young girl named Jill had with uh, a lion. I'll read it. Are you not thirsty, said the lion. I'm dying of thirst, said Jill. Then drink, said the lion. May I, could I, would you mind going away while I drink, said Jill. The lion answered this only by a look and a very low growl. As Jill gazed at its motionless bulk, she realized that she might as well have asked the whole mountain to move aside for her convenience. The delicious rippling noise of the stream was driving her nearly frantic. Will you promise not to... To do anything to me if I do come, said Jill. I make no promise, said the lion. Jill was so thirsty now that without noticing it, she had come a step nearer. Do you eat girls, she said. I have swallowed up girls and boys, women and men, kings and emperors, cities and realms, said the lion. It didn't say this as if it were boasting, nor as if it were sorry, nor as if it were angry. It just said it. Well, I daren't come and drink, said Jill. Then you will die of thirst, said the lion. Oh, dear, said Jill, coming another step nearer. I suppose I must go and look for another stream then. There is no other stream, said the lion. 
Jill was so thirsty, she found herself moving closer and closer to the stream where this giant lion was sitting because she knew in her heart that she needed what was in that stream. When I think about my own movement toward God, and I don't just mean the moment where I became a Christian, I, I mean my, my continued growth. It involves the kind of fits and starts that I see in Jill as she was moving toward that lion because there's something about this, y'all. For us to really and truly drink of God, for us to really and truly be satisfied, we have to actually move closer to God, and he requires everything from us. Recently on the podcast, we've talked about moving from a nominal faith to something more real, something more lasting. And I believe that you and me, the only way forward for us is to press through the uncomfortability and actually ask God to give us what only he can give us. So maybe there's an invitation for us this year. The thing that I find so interesting here is that Jesus connected this moment of come to me and drink with the person and work of the Holy Spirit. He actually says in this moment, I'm speaking to you of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I love about John's gospel is he connects those dots and he says, um, you are meant, I am meant, we are meant as Christians to have the life of God flowing within us. But the only way that we receive that life, the work of the spirit, that abundant, joyful, joy-inducing, life-inducing reality is if we will move to Jesus and say, I will drink from you and not other sources. And so maybe one of the great things or opportunities in front of us as we try to take a text like this seriously is to say, where have I been drinking from polluted wells? Where have I been looking to entertainment or to um, consumption or to politics to satisfy me? And I think in some ways for us to more robustly drink from Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it means we have to actually make choices about not drinking from some other fountains. The psalmist says, all my fountains are in you. And I believe there's a real invitation for us to make that increasingly true in our own lives. Father, I pray for my friends and for my own heart, and I ask you, God, to satisfy us. But Lord, before you can satisfy us, I pray that we would make real choices about where we're drinking these days. So Lord, help us to drink from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression. Carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.